Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. God, you want me to preach a sermon? <laughs> um, I, I feel, I feel like I'm living in my purpose. Um, but the funny thing about about purpose is that it unfolds more and more to you every day. So you can you could be living in what was revealed to you um, at a particular time, and then you might get stagnated because there's more that you're supposed to do. It doesn't just stop as you do one thing. So I think it's, I think it's just being open to what you're supposed to do at this moment, not getting stuck in the past because purpose is not related to career. Purpose is not related to a job. It's, it's, it's related to what God put inside you that you're supposed to give to the world. And you can get, do that in, in various different positions and forms. So. I think it's, 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 it's staying open to what that essence is um, at all times. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against it. God will move someone that's holding you back away from a door and put someone there who will open it for you. If it's meant for you, I don't know what your future is. But if you are willing to take the heart away the more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes, the one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. This is your time. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on social media at mbills314. Also, remember that if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you would be so kind to leave a review and rate this podcast, if you've been rocking with me for quite some time, and you are a supporter of the podcast if you can leave a review and just tell the world <laughs> about how much you enjoy and is blessed by the podcast um the clip that you heard before i came on today was a clip of the late great young legend chadwick bozeman whom the world lost to colon cancer this past weekend and if you don't know who Chadwick Boseman is, he is the star actor who played the Black Panther. He played James Brown. He played Thurgood Marshall. He played Jackie Robinson. And just a phenomenal talent. He definitely was one of the great actors in our generation whom we lost. We know the scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we know that Chad is with the Lord and he knew the Lord. And um, man, is when I heard the news, it definitely hit me. It hit me differently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of these individuals, 
you know, celebrities, even though you don't know them personally, you, you know, you become connected to them through their work. And Chad definitely knew his purpose. He knew his call. He knew what he was here to do. And uh, when I heard the news, man, it's just, um, I got sad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I try to watch Black Panther. Clips just don't even feel the same, you know. But um, Chad definitely blessed us while we was here, man. I just wanted to uh, play those clips because I know the entire world was uh, mourning his loss. And um, yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Gone but not forgotten. A legend. His legacy will live on. And another piece of information, too, that I'm sure you all read. Some may know, some may not know. He was battling colon cancer for four years. And out of those four years, the people that were surrounded around him did not leak a piece of that information. He just recently shot a movie with Spike Lee called The Five, the Five Bloods. And somebody asked Spike Lee, like, you know, how was it you know, in between takes when he had to do chemo and all that? And Spike said, I didn't know. No one knew. Like, no one knew this man was grinding. He was doing Black Panther. Shooting Black Panther while battling for his life. That's the type of warrior spirit that he had. And no one knew but his family. Man, that, and that's what really got me was that. That he solidified his legacy in this earth by giving the world especially black people something to be proud of a black superhero and he did that did that for us you know and uh yeah man rest in peace Chadwick Boseman now this is episode 102 we are still dealing with racism in the church and this is part three I know at the end of last episode I told you that we were going to deal with um the book entitled a message to the black man about the nation of Islam and the influx of uh, men and Christians uh, navigating from Christianity into the nation of Islam because they believe that um, Jesus is the white man's God and so forth and all those things. And I told you we were going to deal a little bit with that book. But on today's episode, I feel led to go into another direction. As I was preparing for today's episode, um, I just feel God tugging at my heart to go into a different direction. And so so that's what we're going to do. Today, I want to deal with um, burdens. Now, we're still dealing with racism in the church and racism, but I want to focus in on burdens. With all this taking place in this world, especially within the last six months of this pandemic and so forth, all of us in some way, shape, form, or fashion have experienced death, um, the loss of something. It may not be a loss of a person's life, but it can be a loss of anything. A lot of people are discouraged, especially as we just got finished mentioning Chadwick Boseman. It just seems like the black community, even with our celebrities, like everyone is kind of just, you know, things constantly happen, the police brutality, like I said, the passing away of different black celebrities, well-known positive figures, it just, it can take a toll on one's soul, you know, it can take a toll on a person's mind, and it will feel like there's a weight on you, you know, so if you're listening to me, I mean, this is for anybody, obviously, because we all deal with burdens of some sort, but I'm particularly dealing with the black community. You know, there are things that, because of everything that's going on, it can feel like there's a weight that's holding you down. 
you know, and, and the enemy would try to say things to us like, oh, you're never going to get ahead or you're never going to accomplish this or look at what's happening. They don't like you. They, you know, all these different lies that Satan would try to spew on our minds and it can cause burdens. And I want to really deal with the scripture as it pertains to burdens and how the Lord says that we should deal with burdens. And we're going to read some other things too about the medical field and black people in the medical field because that alone can bring on another burden. It just seemed like whichever way you turn, um, a lot of, uh, of my people feel like there's no way out like this world or this earth it, they hate us for whatever reason and it just seems like we can never get ahead and I don't want us to think that way because sure man may feel a certain way about a particular group of people but when God's hand is on you there is not a demon in hell that can stop you whether the demon is operating through an individual or whether the demon is operating through a race of people or whatever have you. There is no one that could stop you unless you allow them to. So let's make that declaration before we read these scriptures. There is no one that can stop you from reaching your destiny and your destination. Now in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, Jesus says, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden. A burden is heavy. It's a weight. Not all weights aren't heavy, but typically a burden is something that weighs you down. So it's something that you're carrying that's weighing you down. And he says, I will give you rest. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest now the rest that he's referring to he's not talking about once we pass away and we go to heaven that's a different type of rest so we say rest in peace and so forth now that's a different type of rest he's saying while we're still here in this earth because as we're in this earth there are just different things along our journey that can become a weight he tells us to come to him and he's going to give us rest. Then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. So part of God's rest for us is that we learn from him while we're resting. Take the burden. So if it's the burden of the black community that's on your back, if it's the burden of family if it's the burden of bills if it's the burden of success or whatever the burden is it doesn't make a difference what it is Jesus tells us to give it to him now if he now if he wasn't going to take the burden then he would have never told us to give it to him that will make him a liar and the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie the Lord is not a liar and we have to start taking the word of God at exactly what it says and I've said this before, all you have to do is do what the word of God says. It's going to work for you. It's going to work. The Bible doesn't work just because you put it on your coffee table. 
or we've seen movies where you see like a little demon come up and they hold up the Bible, just the book. The book in itself, holding up the book, isn't going to do anything for you. It's the word that's in the book that brings power, not the leather that's binding the book together. It's the word that's in the book. And we have to do what he tells us to do if we want his results. God is not obligated to do anything outside of what he's already said. Now, there are times based on his mercy and his compassion. As he chooses, he'll move. But on a day-to-day basis, on a regular basis, he wants us to obey what he's already said. So he tells us to come to him, to learn from him. And then he says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. All of our souls need rest. Now, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit is different. And we talked about that. Your spirit is who you are. Your soul is made up of your mind, will, and emotions. And because of all the things that we watch, especially on social media. So all these police brutality videos coming out. Because you know it's one that come out every week. Unfortunately. And I'm going to be honest. I don't watch every one of them. I may read up on what happened. But me viewing a video of someone being tortured or someone being shot or someone, it took me probably like a month before I even watched the George Floyd video and barely watched all of that because I don't want to bring forth trauma on myself. No matter how spiritual you are, you can develop a level of trauma if you continue to watch something or play a part in something that's continuing to affect your soul if you're not getting your soul clean through the word of God. And what I believe is happening, and particularly to the black community, it is like a modern day lynching. Because once these videos are continually, continuously being released and we're watching them, number one is bringing forth fear, and two is bringing forth trauma. And that neither one do you want. Neither one is of God. Neither one is healthy. Neither one is beneficial. And it can cause a burden. So the first thing Jesus tells us to do is when we're dealing with something heavy is come to him. Come to him first. He's not saying you can't go to anyone else. He's not saying you can't go to a therapist or or a counselor or anything like that. He just says, come to me first. We have to go to the Lord first. I know a lot of us are married. We have spouses. But God just saying, well, come to me first. Give me that weight because you can't continue and you can't perform at the level that he wants us to perform if we are weighed down with the burden. Psalms 55 verse 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will not might. He will sustain you. 
he will never permit the righteous to be moved. Another translation says he will never permit the righteous to slip, fall, or fail. Now that got me. He doesn't want us to slip, fall, or fail. And that can happen when we carry heavy burdens. Superman, Superwoman, those aren't real characters. That's not who you and I are. <laughs> so this, this, the weight of the world is not designed for you and I to carry. And there's a lot going on in this, in this world, from murder to natural disasters to pandemics. You name it. It's bad out there. There's no denying that. But in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I have said these things to you, that in me, you may have peace. The key word there is in him. In him, we will have peace. He says, but in the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In me, you are going to have peace. So that means that no matter what's going on around you and I, no matter what anyone says about you, regardless of your skin color or whatever have you, Jesus says, when you are in me, you will experience he says but in the world you're going to experience tribulation hardship pandemics but in him in him you're going to have peace you and I that's why I don't look at the political craziness that's taking place i know we have to vote i understand that but all this other little nonsense and jabs and um little shots and i don't it's just like it's just a show to me so it didn't matter who was in the white house if hillary clinton was to have become president and not donald trump this pandemic would have still hit so there's no one you can there is no one you can blame now, sure, when the president's in the White House, whoever's in there, they could, you know, act a little faster and do some things or whatever have you, but it still would not have prevented a pandemic. So get your eyes and your mind off of people. People are not our problem. We have one enemy, and that's Satan. Get connected to the word on a whole nother level. Listen to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast with Martinez. You know when I'm happy? When I'm sad, the only way I know to express myself is through music. And we're all sad right now. I feel it. Let's go. It's getting harder for me to breathe right now. With all my stars are falling. Catch me because I'm falling. God, you'll be your calling. So let the sun shine down. Help these tears to falling. Let me keep on falling. Change the answer is never But I know 
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. Satan can operate and work through people, but I don't want us to be looking at people. And even once this presidential election takes place and Donald Trump is voted out of office and Joe Biden is in there, you still look at Jesus. You don't even look at Joe Biden. I don't care how much you dislike an individual or how much you like an individual. This nation's not going to change because of one man or woman. Because there are still going to be things about the individual that you may not necessarily like. So I want us to get because I'm, I'm saying that because if you do that, that's going to bring on another burden. Because if President Trump is voted out and then Joe Biden gets in, and then his first two, three months on the job, something crazy happens or whatever have you and he's in there that'll bring on another burden because you thinking oh well it would have did best if we just kept uh-uh so we're not looking at people now understand now understand what i'm saying now i'm talking to believers i'm not really talking so if you listen to me and if you haven't made jesus christ the lord of your life or maybe you're not a believer and so forth you might not understand what i'm talking about it may not even make sense to you and it's really not supposed to so to you whom I'm talking to who have made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are a believer. I'm talking to you. This is our responsibility. Our responsibility is to the Lord. It's not to anyone else. We have to do what he says, no matter how unpopular it may be in the world. You and I will be better off doing what the word of God says. You know, as this pastor one time, he um, he tells a story about uh, God wanting him to um, spoke to his heart about preaching a particular uh, message at his church. And um, God told him what to preach. And the pastor said, well, Lord, if I if I preach that, the people might not come back. God spoke to him. He says, well, if you don't preach it, I'm not coming back. So how many know he had to make a decision? It was either the people or the Lord. And he chose the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like God is not, you gotta understand, it's just like a, our natural father. When our father, father figure, guardian, when they tell you something and they want you to do something, it's not up for debate. Either you do it or you don't. If you don't do it, you will face the consequences of it. If you do it, you will be blessed. First Peter 5, 6 and 7 says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So the anxiety that you feel, the anxiety that we feel because of everything that's taking place, he says, give that to me. How many times does God have to tell us to give it to him because he cares for us? And I'm being honest, I'm just telling you, you really have to be careful about bombarding your mind with all these things now because of the field that i'm in podcasting you know broadcasting and so forth i'm privy to a lot of news and i have to you know know it to a certain extent because i have a platform i have a responsibility but there are just certain things i just don't care to know or something i just won't report on or continue to report on or talk about 
that's my responsibility. Like you have to keep guard over your soul. You have to guard your heart and your mind. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs to guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. We have to guard that. You can't let everything in. So when the news about Chadwick Bozeman came, that was heavy to me. Like, wow, like it's just like blow after blow. And then uh, once he passed and you heard about John Thompson, the, the black coach at Georgetown University. A lot of y'all may not know him if he wasn't in the sports, but he made history as a black college coach. I wanted to go to Georgetown because of him. You know, and just other things that's taking place. So we all have to be mindful. And as I continue to study on the subject of racism and and so forth, you know, you come across different things. And as of late, I've really been coming across, you know, things in the medical field that black people have taken on as a burden because black people are being mistreated even when it comes to the medical field. That black women in particular, especially when it comes to pregnancy, you know, they're not getting the proper medical treatment and all these different things. And I just be amazed, like, where does this stuff come from? I mean, I know it came from Satan, but I be trying to pinpoint, like, I understand this happened 400 years ago, but now we're here in 2020 and it's still embedded in your psyche some way, somehow it's there. I want to read a small portion of this article from the American Journal of Public Health. And the title is The Burdens of Race and History on Black People's Health 400 Years After Jamestown. It says, the matter of race is a common thread throughout the historical tapestry of American society. Discourse on race tends to focus on the lived experience of black people. Because of the peculiar institution of slavery in America, Medical historian Todd Savitt documents examples of racism in medicine to illustrate his observation that some white Southerners claimed and many others believed that blacks were medically different from whites and and so in need of special treatment. The contemporary fear and mistrust black people have toward medicine and the beginnings of their legitimate discontent derives from the fact that white medical educators and researchers relied greatly on the availability on African-American patients for dissection, surgery, and bedside demonstrations. This is one origin of negative racial attitudes within the health professions. Unfortunately, far too many of these attitudes dating from the time of slavery and Jim Crow exist as contemporary vestiges of the past hidden in our healthcare delivery system. I want to read also another piece of an article entitled How We Fail Black Patients in Pain. Now check this out. It says half of white medical trainees believe. Now this is today. This is what half of white medical trainees believe today in 2020. They believe such myths as black people have thicker skin or less sensitive nerve endings than white people. An expert looks at how false notions and hidden biases fuel inadequate treatment of minorities' pain. 
It says, these disturbing beliefs are not long forgotten 19th century relics. They are notions harbored by far too many medical students and residents as recently as 2016. In fact, half of the trainees surveyed held one or more held one or more such false beliefs. Wow. And we're wondering why there's so much mess going on and people say we don't need to talk about racism. You gotta talk about it because of mess like this. So not only do you have a group of people who don't trust law enforcement or the justice system, now you gotta throw in the medical field. And that's why the Lord wanted me to deal with burdens today because I don't want you to look at none of those things as a burden. I want us to shift our focus to trusting God in every facet of life. So if either one of us have to deal with any of those systems, we're going to trust God for a faithful outcome, regardless as to what other people may believe about you. See, when we had, when my wife and I had our son in 2017, that was my first biological child. So that was my first experience in a, you know, all that and you know delivering the baby putting on everything being in the room having to experience a c-section being in the hospital for a week or however long he was there caring for the baby i mean i i wanted to learn every fact i was there literally every step of the way i wanted to see it with my own eyes when the baby was out they put them on this little heating thing and say, well, we can't bring them in the room yet till this temperature gets up to a certain degree and so forth. I wanted to see all that. When they washed him up for the first time, when he had his first bowel movement, when he had, I wanted all that. And it wasn't because I knew these statistics and this information that I'm reading to you now. I've heard about things in the past. But, and this is not to sound deep, this is just factual. Because I only operate off the knowledge in which I have. I can't operate off the knowledge that I don't have. So the knowledge that I had at the time and have now of the word of God is that I trust God to touch the hearts and the minds of everyone that's surrounding my child and my wife. I pray over those doctors. I don't care if there's a racist bone in their body that they maybe haven't exposed. I don't care where it is. It will be dismissed from the time that I'm here because I pray for the wisdom of God to flow and operate through that person. If that person has a certain way or, or way they may feel about sir, or they may have an implicit bias, I don't care about none of that. All I know is that I'm going to pray and the spirit of God is going to move through you whether you want him to or whether you know he's going to do it or not because I'm his child and he is going to protect me and everything that concerns me that's why the scripture tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace don't come like you don't have a right to be there we have a right to be in his presence because of what Jesus has done for us so when you come before the Lord make your request known I don't care what statistic is out there 
against black people or who don't like me. And so I'm going to accomplish and do everything that God says I can. And if, and if God forbid anything goes crosswise, you will pay. Absolutely. And that's the type of confidence and boldness that we all need to have. We're going to get that together. So I don't care what I read to you from this day forward. Just know this. No matter what I read to you from this day forward, statistically about black, about whatever, statistics for a believer, it don't matter. Because our source, everything that we need, our wisdom, our knowledge comes from another kingdom and is not in this world. Obviously, that's why Jesus says in him is peace. Ain't no peace in the world. You're not going to get it. No matter how many songs we sing, no matter we can don't no, 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 no. The world is under a curse. The world is ending. This thing is coming to a close. And it doesn't mean that it's going to end in the next two months. It may take another hundred years. We may all be in heaven or it can happen in our lifetime we don't know but i want to give you some hope and confidence in the lord so that no matter how wicked this world gets you will be at peace your family will be at peace you will learn how to navigate we can learn how to navigate through this world and be a blessing to others in this world and tell others about the love of christ so they can experience the same peace and joy that we experience you know, I know people who are believers that, um, you know, they, they may have gotten off on the right track, on the wrong track. And they're back now, but, you know, they got off on the wrong track. And you know how they got off on the wrong track? It's because they just continued to look at what the world was doing. They focused so much on all the trauma that was taking place, the burdens that was weighing them down. Um, and it just, you know, it was just something. It, it can happen to anybody. It can happen to me. You know, God forbid, it can happen to anybody. But they just took their eyes off of Jesus and they began to focus in on the problem and everything that's taking place. And then they started to, you know, started to drink and then they started popping pills and all these different things taking place. Now, God got them together because you got to understand no matter what you go through, God is not going to forsake you. He's with you. He loves you. Now, he's going to love you out of the mess that you're in and encourage you out of the state that you're in because it's not going to benefit you physically or spiritually. But just know we have to keep our heart and our mind on the word of God. You can't look to this world for it to get better, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't designed that way, not since the fall of man. In the, in the Garden of Eden. But I want to encourage you and I. No matter what weight comes on us. Whether it comes from medical field, the justice system, the law enforcement, whoever. Oh man, you know, they got it out against black people. I don't care who has it out for who people. I, it doesn't make a difference. We're in the kingdom of God. We are God's children. And we have to know that God is going to protect us. God has never failed anyone who has trusted him. Nobody. You can't find it nowhere. And I don't subscribe to the notion of 2020 
you know, just being the year of, oh my goodness, I can't wait till this year end. Okay, when this year end, what are you going to do? Now, if it gets to 2021, God forbid, and it gets worse, what are you going to do? You're trying to place your hope in a year. You're trying to place your hope in a world. That's what you're looking at. We can't look at that. Yes, this has been a rough year. And we have all experienced, personally, we all have like our years where we're like, oh man, 2014 was crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we all like have those things. But in the midst of the years, you have to trust God. There was years that was terrible for me. And there was years that were, um, but even though the year, why I say the year was terrible for me, it may have just been a year of, I didn't experience as many victories. It doesn't mean that I did not experience no victories. It just may have been a year where it's like, oh man, I had a little rough little four or five months, but I will never speak out my mouth. I can't wait for this year to end, ever. Because what is that? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, the, so you're just waiting for midnight to come is what you're telling me on January 1st. You're waiting for that to hit. And when that happens, you think somehow something is going to transpire where all the hurt, the pain, the death is going to cease. What about April 4th, 1968? That was the year that Martin Luther King was assassinated think they would say oh I can't wait for this year to be over that was tragic but look at the sacrifice that he made look at where we are today now we still got some issues but just look at the dream and the vision that he had for black children to be able to play with white children and non-segregation and all these different things we're experiencing it we're walking in the dream that was a rough year. What about the 1930s? The influenza viruses. So do you see what I'm saying? I'm saying all that to say is that our hope cannot be in this world. That's all I'm saying. And if you're saying you can't wait for this year to end, that means your hope is in this world. Your hope has to be in Jesus and Jesus alone. That's how you help the world is by giving the world Jesus. The world needs us to to be okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they need us to have that level of hope and joy because they don't have it so you and i as believers we have to spread that love and that joy to the world it doesn't mean that we don't experience some of the things that come with this world but it means that we know how to navigate through it because we can tap into a level of peace, a level of hope, and a supernatural power that the world does not have access to. Now, they have access to witchcraft. <laughs> That's demonic power, but that doesn't bring about peace. That'll bring about death. The Bible says that Jesus said, the peace I have is pure. It says when the, the word of God is pure. There is no flaws. You can't find anything in it. It's just pure and clean. It's peace. It's tranquility, as we say. When we go to a beach, or if you ever laid on a beach before, and you listen to the waves, and you just close your eyes, it's like peace. Now, that's just a, a regular, natural form of peace. But the peace of God is 500 levels above that. 
So I want you to be encouraged today. No, 2020 is, has not been a good year in our lifetime, you know. And we hope for better days. We hope for better years. But our hope is in Christ, not in the clock turning midnight in another year transitions. Because you have to understand again, God doesn't have any time. He doesn't operate off of years. God is eternal. It's one continual clock to him. It ain't there's no it ain't no five o'clock to him. There is none of that. We operate that way. So we can't look at it like that. Now as I told my young people at church when they started the new school year, you know, a lot of them wasn't able to take vacations like they would normally do. A lot of them didn't have much of a summer because of the pandemic or whatever. But what I did tell them, as I said, look at how many people didn't make it to August or maybe how many young people may have didn't make it to this school year be grateful that at least at the very least <laughs> you made it like a lot of them are starting their senior year like bro you made it to your senior year there are young people who have gotten murdered so we talk about a pandemic you gotta think about the murders that take place of other people just taking other people's lives it's so much that's going on it can give you an extreme headache. It can cause extreme anxiety. It can cause extreme trauma. But God doesn't want us to look at that. Pray for the world and everything that's taking place in the world. But he wants us to turn to him. No heavy burdens. Nothing, laying, nothing weighing you down. God needs us to stand strong and tall in this season. And racism is not going to be able to stop you and I. No matter how someone may hate you because of the color of your skin that don't make a difference they cannot stop your success at all be bold be strong be courageous that's the word that god gave joshua told him to be strong and very courageous because he had to lead a people to the promised land but he couldn't do it if he wasn't bold he couldn't do it if he wasn't courageous he can look at no prejudices or anything that could have been coming against him or you too young he couldn't look at none of that he had to be strong in the lord and that's the same that you that's the same thing you and i have to do we got to be strong in him man we got to be bold and courageous you starting a business you planning the business man just go forward and start it Believe God for the income. Believe God for grants. Believe God for whatever it is that we need. Let's focus on that. Not on who, who's not going to give me nothing because of whatever. No, we're not talking like that. We're not talking like the world. Remember, we're in the world, but we're not of it. We are of God. We are of God and God alone. Listen, this podcast has been a blessing to you. Share this with your family and your friends. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. And remember to also subscribe to these podcasts on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you leave a review and rate it. I would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to send me an email, send it to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time. I'm out.